What's up? What's going on? Hey, it's Minister Joe Moss, a.k.a. Jotivation here. And welcome to another episode of Finding Your Water. Now, do you have any big goals in your life? Yes? No? Not sure yet? You know, we all want to make a difference in the world. But to do that, we need to set some goals. See, there's a guy in the Bible named Nehemiah who understood this. Because he had a big goal, but it was inspired by a big problem. See, God's people were in trouble. Their city, Jerusalem, was falling apart, and they were in danger of being attacked by enemy armies. So Nehemiah set a God-sized goal, which was find a way to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem so God's people would be protected And God will be honored. I know the question, what are my goals in life, could be scary. But instead of waiting around for inspiration or cues, what if you, like Nehemiah, looked around for problems that need to be solved? Whether Whether those problems impact you, others, or the whole entire world. Big difficulties can inspire God-sized goals. So stay tuned. This episode is going to bless your life. I'm so excited about, you know, this this new series that we're starting, um, dealing with goals. Um, we're getting ready to go into this, this new year, and it's important that we set goals. I mean, we all should have goals. You know, whether your goal is to learn a new skill, you know, it might be to get TikTok famous, right? Um, Change the world or all of the above. But there are things you want to do, accomplish, and become. But, you know, but let's be honest. It's not always easy to achieve our goals. You know, sometimes it's difficult to know which goals to set in the first place. That's tough. You know, what do I do? What do I write? What do I talk about? Where do I set my my standard for the year? That's why, you know, in in this this series that we started, we're, we're going to explore the story of a guy whose seemingly impossible goal and the steps he took to make his goal reality. Yeah, I mean, his, his name is Nehemiah. And because of his example, we can learn a lot about goal setting, decision making, leadership, and most importantly, trusting God. Through Nehemiah's story, we'll see that big difficulties can inspire God-sized goals. We'll also see that you, were, you are designed Four God-sized goals. And we also need to understand that God gives us strength to pursue God-sized goals. And God-sized goals require God-sized gratitude. So let's dig into this. We're going to be talking about how big 
difficulties can inspire God-sized goals. It seems often like the bigger the obstacle, the more we have to rely on God. That's amazing, you know, because something small, for some reason, we feel like we can just do all by ourselves, which is kind of dangerous because we should always seek him first. But that's just the way it goes sometimes. So I want to know, what's your New Year's resolution? Every year, you know, people set these resolutions and these things that they promise themselves that they're going to go and they're going to accomplish. Whether it's, you know, losing weight, whether it's going on an exercise program, whether it's eating better, whether they're going to start a business, whatever it may be. But people set these things. They promise themselves these goals that they're going to accomplish for the year. And um, for some reason, it seems like the same New Year's resolution is set year after year, which tells me that maybe we're not accomplishing what we need to accomplish. You know, could it be the way that we set our goal? Could it be that our, our goal isn't big enough and doesn't require us to trust God more than we trust ourselves? I don't know. I mean, it, it could be multiple answers. But um, we're going to learn here what to do and how to set these big goals. I mean, these not just our normal-sized goals, but these God-sized goals. So let's go. I mean, the new year is, is here. You know, and so, you know, last year was was a very challenging year, especially with, you know, with COVID-19 and lockdowns and people losing their jobs and some people being short on money and trying to find ways to to make ends meet. You know, I know I was affected, you know, as far as, you know, I own a, a fitness studio. And so, you know, for part of the time I had to close the doors and and trust God for my for my next my next my next thing um but but true to you know true be to, truth to be told that God is amazing and he just continued to provide during those times and um the whole entire world never have I seen it where the whole entire world had to adjust I mean this COVID-19 affected Everybody, not infected everybody, but affected everybody in the sense that, you know, we all had to make our adjustments, you know, wearing masks and social distancing and washing your hands, which you should have been doing already. But um, we just became more and more conscious about those things because we're like fighting this invisible thing that you really can't see. And, um, you know, my heart goes out for those that that lost loved ones and and you know that's just tough. That's tough. I mean, I know some people personally that um, that have passed away during this year, and it's it it is it is a tough situation. So I'm praying for those that have um, their loved ones have have gone on to another place and. Um, just be encouraged that, that God got you and that God is in control. Mm-hmm. 
So I want to know, what are your goals? What are your goals? You know, did, did you set any <laughs> this year? But, you know, but goals will help you hit your target. They're going to hone you in on the overall big picture of what you're trying to accomplish. So, you know, we're, we're talking about goals here. You know, how to set and achieve big goals. You know, maybe your goal is to, you know, learn a new skill. Maybe it's to get accepted into a college or to raise your grades. Maybe it's to get a job and find a career. Maybe it's to, to get healthier and to adopt a, a lifestyle that's going to hopefully help you live longer and give you a better quality of life. Maybe, you know, maybe your goal is to get TikTok famous, you know. Um, I know that's a big thing right now. If I were to ask about your goals, I'm guessing some of you would be able to share your goals immediately. Some would have to think about it for a while. And some would say, you really don't have any goals just yet. And that's okay. You know, we're all learning in this process of trying to become the best version of ourselves. So this is what I want you to do. Okay? I'm going to ask you some questions. And I want to know how you I want to know how you would respond to these questions. Okay? Question 1 is, do you have any goals right now? And I want you to answer these questions yes, no, or not sure. So this is like a little poll, right? All right, so question one is, do you have any goals right now? Question two, do you have any goals for your future? Question three, if you could change the world for the better, would you want to? Do you ever feel like you need help achieving your goals? Next one. Do you need help setting goals in the first place? And would you be content with having no goals for your life? So, you know, you know, it's it's normal sometimes to feel like you're struggling to set or achieve goals. You know, when you are, when you're younger, or especially when you're a teenager, um, it's tough. Even into adult life, it's it's tough sometimes to find, to set and achieve goals. You know, you know, when you're younger, it's like you're still figuring out who you are and who you want to be. You know, it's hard to think far into the future, especially when you're a teenager. It's hard to get or stay disciplined, you know. You know, you don't have total independence or control over your life or time. But even though setting and achieving goals can be difficult, you know, especially at, you know, at a young age, I'm convinced you can change the world. Not someday, but today. And it all starts with the goals that you set. 
So what? What does it matter to God and to us that we set, you know, big goals or that we set goals, period? And one of the things that we want to be able to do is that we don't want to just set like goals. We want to set goat goals. And, you know, when I say a goat goal, G-O-A-T goal, um, it's a big, bold goal. You know what I mean? Like goat stands for greatest of all time. We want to, we want something like that. You know, maybe your, your goat goal is about, you know, what you want to accomplish or what you want to become, or maybe what you want to contribute to the world, you know? But I'm telling you, as we go through this lesson over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to ask you to reflect on that goal and either change it or add to it or begin to kind of make it more specific. So we're going to spend some time getting our goals together. But for now, just write down whatever you're thinking. Write down what you believe your goal goal is. And over the next few weeks, next few lessons that we're going to be going with this, I'm going to be addressing questions. Like, what are my goals? Or what goals should I have for my life? Or what do my goals have to do with God's goals? And how can I achieve my goals? Now, in order to do that, I'm going to introduce to you someone from, someone from Scripture who had a big goal of his own. And let's see what we can learn from him. So as we go through this lesson, there are some things that I want you to think about, some questions that I want you to ponder. Now, we're learning about this character, Nehemiah. And what was Nehemiah's goal? And why was it so important to him? Another question I want you to think about is that how do you think prayer could help you set or achieve your goals? And what are some examples of goals that benefit people other than ourselves? So first, I want to give a little bit of background on where we're going today. So we're going to be looking at a book from the Old Testament of the Bible. That's the part that was written before Jesus and is the story of the Jewish people. All right. Now, the book we're reading is called Nehemiah, written by a guy. You guessed it. Nehemiah. Now, about 140 years before this book begins, the Jewish people were conquered by an enemy army that took control of Jerusalem. Now, they destroyed the city, burned the temple where the Jewish people worship God, and sent many of God's people into exile. Now, through the prophets, God promised to restore and rebuild Jerusalem and that God's people would return. But this was a devastating loss for Jewish people. Can you imagine what it would be like to be invaded by an enemy army and then kicked out of your own home, city, or country? I mean, you would lose 
you would likely lose friends and family members in the process. I mean, if you even survived, you'd be forced to adopt a new language, new laws, and new customs. So for generations, the Jewish people were heartbroken about their, their lost city. They were heartbroken about their, their, their temple. They were heartbroken about their culture and their community that they've come, become so familiar to know. After Jerusalem was destroyed, a new king took control. Some of God's people began to return to Jerusalem looking for ways to rebuild what they had lost. But it was a long process. After about 140 years, Jerusalem was destroyed. And this is where the story of Nehemiah begins. So Nehemiah had only known a Jerusalem occupied by enemy armies. He doesn't know any other thing. All he knows is that enemy armies are the people that live in Jerusalem. He doesn't know about the time beforehand where the Jewish people lived and they worshiped God on a regular basis. Nehemiah was so passionate about seeing Jerusalem restored, but he wasn't just anyone. He was serving in the government, working for the king of Persia. Now, as we read through Nehemiah chapter 1, we find that Nehemiah had a big goal, but it was inspired by a big problem. See, Nehemiah already knew Jerusalem had been destroyed. Okay, that's, that's old news. But when his brother Hanani told him the Jewish people were returning to Jerusalem and the walls were still in shambles, Nehemiah saw the problem. So there were two types of problems going on. One was a practical problem, and the other one was a spiritual problem. So the practical problem was that without walls, God's people would be vulnerable to another attack. But there was also a spiritual problem, which was the city of Jerusalem was deeply connected with the Jewish people's relationship with God. So rebuilding the walls would be a way for them to honor God. But leaving the walls in shambles would be a sin against God. So Nehemiah wanted to see the whole nation of Israel turn back to God. So he set a God-sized goal, and it was find a way to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem so God's people would be protected and God would be honored. So now, Nehemiah has these God-sized goals. You know, his God-sized goal was he wanted to find a way to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem so God's people would be protected and God would be honored. So, Jerusalem's troubles birthed in Nehemiah a goal that wouldn't just benefit himself, but would serve his people and serve God too. So that's important. 
that when you start setting these goals, especially God-sized goals, it should be bigger than you. It should not only benefit you, but also benefit your community and benefit the people of God and benefit the people that are serving God. And at the same time, God gets all the glory. It's something that will raise him up and give him praise in the process. Now, when we look at Nehemiah's goals, we also see that his goal began with great difficulty. You know, Nehemiah didn't just set this goal to to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem because he needed a, a new New Year's resolution. He said it because he saw a problem that needed to be solved and believed he could help solve it. When Nehemiah identified the problem that needed to be solved, he grieved and he wept. I mean, solving this problem wasn't just some kind of fun hobby for him. You know, it it mattered to him deeply. Like this was a serious matter for Nehemiah. So what did he do? His goal began with prayer. People, we got to pray. Nehemiah's goal began with prayer. And so as Nehemiah wept, he also fasted and prayed. He knew his goal was so big that he couldn't do it by himself. So before he made a single move, he asked God for wisdom, guidance, and help. And then he kept praying for months. Pray without ceasing. That's what the Bible tells us to do. And as he began to pray, his goal had to begin with God's help. Because Nehemiah stood up from his prayer and fasting, determined to attempt a series of an impossible task. He knew his own wisdom and experience weren't enough to guarantee success. So what did he do? He asked for God's help. But God is here for us. He wants us to ask for his help. You know, anything that we can just do on our own doesn't give us enough margin for God to work. Come on, we got to give him some room so a big God can do a big thing. So the size of this goal that Nehemiah had forced him to put all of his faith in a God who could do more than what Nehemiah could. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so when was the last time you put your faith in a God who could do more than you? Or could, or could do what you cannot do. I mean, the book of Nehemiah begins with destruction, loss, grief, and tears. But that's not where the story is going to end. I mean, when Nehemiah heard the news about Jerusalem's crumbling walls, he discovered an important truth. And I want you to get this. That big difficulties can inspire God-sized goals.
you may be wondering, so why are we talking about this guy from 2,500 years ago? And what do he and his walls have anything to do with us today? I mean, there is so much to say about the story of Nehemiah. Countless books have been written about what his story can teach us about wisdom, leadership, and having a vision. But over the next couple episodes of of Finding Your Water, um, we're going to see what we can learn from him about setting and achieving goals. But not just any goals. We're talking, man, God-sized goals. We're talking about goals that not only benefit you, but they also serve God's people and serve God where he'll get the honor and the glory out of what we do. So I want to encourage you to look back at any goals you have written for this year. Take a look, you know, something that maybe you've written down for, for this upcoming year. Take a look at it again. And how does your goal compare to Nehemiah's goal? Is, is your goal inspired by a big difficulty? Does it solve a problem? Does it solve a problem that impacts anyone other than you? Or is it a goal mostly about what you can gain? Is your goal inspired by prayer? Is it a goal you want for yourself? Or is it a goal... God wants for you too. And, I, and also, you know, have, have you even ever talked to God about it? Do you need God's help to accomplish your goal? I mean, that's, that's usually a good indication of whether or not your goal is big enough. If you're pretty sure you can accomplish the goal, it's a you-sized goal. I mean, a God-sized goal is a goal that likely seems impossible. It's not hard to set a goal that benefits you. I mean, most of us do it every, every New Year's Day. But those kind of goals are like running on a treadmill. On a treadmill... Some people can run for hours, logging tons of miles and burning lots of calories. But they really aren't going anywhere. No matter how many moves they make, they'll never leave the place where they started. When we set us size goals, it's like running on a treadmill. We don't really go anywhere. And we are the only ones who benefit. So I just want to encourage you to to look back at your list of goals that you put together for this year. And begin to update them. You know, or just create new goals all together. Because Nehemiah set God-sized goals that changed the world. Now, we do have to understand that 
his goal began with difficulty. I don't mean you need to cause difficulty for yourself. And I don't mean you need to wait until something difficult happens to you. There is difficulty happening all around us. We just have to open our eyes and notice. Maybe you're experiencing difficulty like loss, bullying, discrimination, or difficulties with your family or health. Chances are someone has experienced the same difficulties that you have experienced. So how can you help? Maybe that's where your God-sized goal can begin. Maybe you haven't experienced much difficulty, but you can see plenty of problems in the world around you. I mean, people are hurting. People are struggling. People are in pain. Maybe that's where your God-sized goal can begin. By focusing on the needs of others. You know, we will often find our God-sized goals hidden within something we're passionate about. Like Nehemiah, our passions can often be inspired by the difficulties we see or experience. If you're not sure what your God-sized goals could be, Start by asking God to open your eyes to the people and needs around you. Yes, it's time for you to make room for God. If you feel like God might be leading you towards a need or a goal, share it with people you trust and see what they think. Because wise people can help us Set God-sized goals. Now, we will need God's help if our goals are really God-sized. We got to begin with God's help. So just like Nehemiah was desperate for God to do something impossible, let's believe God can do impossible things through us too. Then ask God, give me the strength to do something about the pain, the hurt, and the difficulties I see around me. Have you chosen a goal yet? Have you dreamed big enough? If you're not sure, you know, that's okay. We still have time. But for the next few episodes and over the next few weeks, We're going on a journey to discover what kinds of goals God might be calling us to pursue. Today is just the beginning. So this week, I hope you would think about the question, what breaks my heart? Or maybe what should break my heart? How can difficulty in your life or in the world inspire you to dream about what God can do and how you can help God do it? 
I know the question. What are my goals for my life? Can be scary at times. But instead of waiting around for inspiration or cues, what if you, like Nehemiah, looked around for problems that need to be solved? Whether those problems impact you, others, or the whole entire world, I want you to remember big difficulties can inspire God-sized goals. Ooh, I can't wait to see what kind of God-sized goals you begin to pursue. So God bless you. I love you. And the best is yet to come.